Alright, hello! Welcome to episode 7 of the Procrastinating Podcast. I just tried to film this and then my phone, the camera app, quit after 10 minutes. But here, we, here we are. Welcome to episode 7. This week we're going to talk about a number of things. New York State got rid of, gave school the opportunities to opt out of having snow days, which I think is ridiculous. Presidential debate, may talk about that, maybe not, who knows. NBA Finals, going to chat about that a little bit. Uh, last week's episode, having Jenna on, great time. And who, who maybe who I want to have as my next guest. Uh, this guy lost his phone and a monkey took pictures with it. That was pretty funny. Maybe talk about internships. Maybe not. Who knows? Talk about other videos that I have were in the works that I want to make that I just haven't finished. Trump getting coronavirus. Big thing. Big thing. World changing. What if the president dies? Who knows? Crazy, crazy, craziness. Also, maybe we'll talk about my uh, my childhood friends when I grew up. My you know the home dogs, the neighborhood bros. May chat about them a little bit. Uh, other than that, I'm not exactly sure. Maybe we'll talk about my package from my journalism class. Not that sounds that sounds a little sus, but uh, a package I had to make for my media journalism class. Proud of who I am as a person. Hey, we'll, we'll we'll find out. We'll just keep talking. We're gonna, as per usual, freestyle it. Hopefully, it doesn't crash again. We'll see what happens. Episode seven. Roll the intro! Okay. Welcome to episode 7 of the Procrastinated Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Brandstein, and I'm coming to you live from Hinesley Avenue in Indianapolis, Indiana at Butler University's campus. It is currently 6.13 p.m. I originally started this at 6 p.m., but my phone crashed, so we're restarting. What's up, gang? How we doing? How we feeling? How's the vibe? How's your October 4th doing? I hope you're doing well. I personally am doing pretty well. I got a lot of energy today. Don't know why that is. I had a bagel and two Eggo waffles. Maybe that gave me a lot of energy. Who knows? Uh, but let's go ahead and get started with the episode. Like I just said in the intro, we're going to talk about a number of things. Just going to freestyle as per usual. We're going to roll with it. So, let's start off with New York State. New York State, this earlier this week, gave schools or school districts the opportunity to opt out of having snow days. And I think this is a very controversial decision, and I don't know how I feel about it. Lucky enough, I'm no longer in high school, and I have never lived in the state of New York. So that doesn't affect me in any way. But I'm still going to give my opinion on it because that's the world we live in. I can give my opinion on anything because, you know, it's life. <laughs> so I remember when I was little, snow days were, without, for lack of a better word, the shit. They were just the, the end all be all. Set the tone. Big day. Every single day. I remember typically that it would be announced before I woke up that the, we we're going to have a snow day. Like my mom would wake me up and say you have a snow day and then she just would let me go back to sleep is typically what would happen. But sometimes it would be on the edge and typically when it was on the edge, it either like had a late snow in the day. So like it was going to snow from like 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And it was going to be a lot. So like when we were at school, it would be snowing a lot. So then it would be dangerous. And other times it was really cold and they would have to see the temperature because a lot of the kids at my school walked to school. So they would have to kind of feel the vibe and see if it was dangerous or safe or enough for kids to get to school. And for some reason, I remember whenever there was a snow day, I always felt more ready for the day 
uh, I think it must have been the hype or the energy that having the potential of a snow day came with. Like that really got me excited and thinking, oh, what if I have all this time to play with? I have a whole day. And when you're eight, nine years old, a whole day seems like a literal calendar year or even a decade. It just seems like so much time. You got a whole 12 hours to play with. Oh my goodness. But in reality, it like time just flies by and then you're upset that the day's over even though it you didn't do anything all day. And on a snow day, you think there are, there's all these opportunities. Ooh, I can go do anything I want to. But in reality, there's like four things that you can do. <laughs> like go to the Y, go sledding, stay inside, play video games, maybe cook. Sometimes my sister would cook or my mom would stay home and we and they would cook. That was kind of it. But you, you think in your head, in your head, you think, Oh good. Oh goodness. I can do anything I want. I could start a I could start a Fortune 500 company. I could I could I could run for president. I could I could I could get get build muscle even though I wasn't thinking that at 8 years old. I wasn't thinking I was I can get jacked. But I was thinking I could become a professional athlete. I could build a huge castle in my basement. I could play all kinds of video games. I could do whatever even though when we were 9 8 9, I don't really think we had any video game consoles. I think we just had maybe the Wii. I remember uh, we got the Wii probably in 2009, whenever the Wii came out. Let's Google it. But I remember when we got it, it was just a typical Christmas. And my dad, he was he was anti-video games for the longest time. And he got us the Wii because, because of the way Nintendo marketed it. There was this idea. Oh, it came out in 20... That's the Wii U. When did the... Sorry. He had the... Because of the way the Wii was marketed, there, he had this idea that the Wii would make us active. <laughs> And uh, that was false. It turns out, why is it saying that? That's not true. That's the Wii U. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure this out. It came out in 2006, so we probably got it in like 2008. I really can't figure this out. I'm going to say it came out in 2008, 2009, somewhere in there. Again, eight or nine. Whatever. My dad thought it was going to make us active, but little did he know that was not the case at all. You could just stand there and... You can just stand there and flick the remote, just play like he thinks you're gonna be up there playing baseball, running around the bases, boxing, playing golf, doing all those things. But in reality, you can just do nothing the whole time and just waste time, basically, not really getting any physical activity at all. But in his head, he thought we were going to, so we lived in this veil of like imagination, I guess. It was pretty nice. It introduced, it introduced us to video games. And I was one of the last people that I knew to have a video game console. Which I think I'm going to be the same way with my kids. Just because, like, you don't need video games. Get outside. Even though, when I, who knows, when I'm an adult and I get to the time that I would have kids. Kids are probably never going outside. You probably just stay inside 24-7. Because outside is dangerous. There's literally a global pandemic going on right now so who knows we could be living in crazier times than I'm an adult let's swing back around to snow days though I don't know how I got on the topic of we I guess playing video games but typically whenever there was a snow day we would go sledding that was kind of the go-to obviously because what are you gonna do when there's a bunch of snow uh, so I lived I was lucky enough to live on a golf course when I was a little kid um, well, until I was about 13, no, okay, until I was about 19, 18, 
And because the golf course, the back nine was really hilly. It was really, it was really nice. And one of the holes, the 14th hole of the golf course behind the green. And I don't know if people listening to this understand golf or not, but behind the green, the green is where the hole is. It's where the flagpole is. So behind the green, there's this really steep hill with ivy on it and everything. I remember we would always slide down that because it was a super steep hill and you would go super fast down it and slide right across the smooth green. It was so much fun. I, those are good days. I remember, I miss those days sometimes. Uh, but I remember one time, one cold, bitter snow day, we were doing the usual, you know, we were sledding down the hill. We were just going up and down. And luckily enough, there, there are stairs just right on the hill. So you would go down and just go right back up the stairs rather than having to climb up the hill because whenever you have to climb back up the hill, somebody always doesn't follow the steps that everybody has organized. So then they get onto the hill, part of the hill where you're sledding down and it fucks up the, the smoothness of it and it ruins your day. I don't, that was always really annoying. But lucky enough, we had the stairs. So you go back up the stairs and you fly down the hill. And I remember one time, just seemed like a normal snow day. Uh, we're just, like I said, sliding, going for it. And I, we'd been sledding for a little bit, a while, a couple hours maybe, maybe 10 minutes. I don't really know how time works back then. So I went down the hill, just as I expected. And like I mentioned, there's a, the green at the bottom of the hill where the hole was in the flagpole. And the flag, the hole obviously is in the ground, like here's the ground and the hole's in the ground. So it's a little warmer because it just has open ground, exposed ground around it. So the snow had snow, like it had snowed and then it had melted in the cup. And then because it got colder, the melted snow had then frozen. <laughs> so the flagpole was still in there. I don't know why they didn't take the flagpole out. But the flagpoles were still in there in a frozen cup and like probably four or five inches of just ice. So, uh, so I slid down the hill, I slammed into the flagpole and I remember I had, I had this huge bruise on my knee. Cause I, I think I slid down on one of the, the little tiny discs, uh, you know, it's like a trash can lid basically. Um, and I slid right into the flagpole. I remember I had a huge bruise right here on my leg. I want to say I cried and went home, but I also, in my head, I don't think I did. I may have, no, nah, I definitely went home. There's no way I stayed after that. I'm not that tough. I'll probably cry if I did that now. <laughs> I definitely went home after that. Uh, but that's one of the most specific memories or biggest memories about snow days I can remember. What else did we try to do? Oh, so I grew up in the country until I was seven years old. Sorry. I grew up in the country until I was seven years old. And whenever we had a snow day when we were out in the country, there wasn't really any hills around us. That's because we, we were in the country and there was just flat fields around us. So we, <laughs> I remember either my mom and dad would try and pull us around on the sled to try to get, to get us that exhilaration factor of sledding, or we would have to just run and slide on the snow. Okay, I would like to apologize. Remember when I mentioned that my phone crashed? Believe it or not, the same thing happened again. So my phone just crashed again, but we're here, we're back. I was talking about my mom or dad sliding us around when we were out, lived out in the country. They'd run around the yard and try to pull us behind us to get us excited about the snow or whatever. But if 
they couldn't do that or they weren't home or were tired of doing that, we would then have to run and try and slide on the snow to enjoy the snow, I guess. And that never, ever worked out because obviously when you're a little kid and you try and run, you're just going to slide like six inches. And I remember sometimes like the snow was kind of crusty rather than really soft and fluffy. It was kind of crusty. You could kind of get a good slide uh, and you could slide maybe like three feet instead of just a couple inches when you just land and just stick. <laughs> but country roads are very dangerous in the snow and they get very iced, icy very easily. So on a country road, you can run and if you have like the, so let's, let's break down the, the sleds, I guess, different types of sleds. So you had the classic like snowboard, which was always hard because I didn't know how to snowboard and I was just a goofy kid. <clears throat> or you have like the trash can lid discs. That's always good. That That's classic. That's perhaps the most classic, classic sled I think ever other than maybe toboggan, but who uses toboggans? Old people is the answer for that. Sorry, old people that are listening, but who uses toboggans? Nobody. So there was toboggans, disc sled, snowboard. Then, then there was like the, what should I call it? I don't know. It's like, it had the handles on it. It was like the, the body sled, basically. It, it was like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I'll definitely have a picture of it up on up here somewhere. But it, it's, you dive and you have your whole body on it and you slide down the hill. It It's the, the vehicle of choice, we'll say. It's like the... It's like the Ferrari of sleds because it, 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 you, there's no drag of your body. And rather than like with the disc sleds, you're not just flat on the ground. You have your weight spread out and you're more aerodynamic. That was the best one. So those on the country road would do the best because you could run and then dive on the ground. And really, especially if there's a good sheet of ice, ice and snow mix, you could really go. And it was really nice. <laughs> I remember this may be one of my early mem earliest memories. This isn't in my notes, just spur of the moment it came up. One time, I don't even know if I, I was definitely old enough to go to school, but I could not have been that old. I was maybe four or five, three, four or five, I wanna say. I was pretty young. I was really, really pretty young. So we lived in the country and then just like, not even a 10th of the mile down the road, my, my grandma lived. All right, grandparents lived. And I remember one day, it was really cold. I think my mom went to work and my siblings were watching me. Or I really don't remember because I was really young. I don't know. I don't remember the specific details. But either way, my mom was asleep, taking a nap. Whoever, something happened. And I was, I got the idea that I wanted to go outside. And I think I wanted to walk to Grammy's. Maybe they were down there at Grammy's. That's very likely. My mom or my sister, or my brother, whoever may have been down the road at Grammy's. Grammy's is my grandparents that live down there, um, live just a tenth of a mile away from us. And I got the idea that I wanted to go down there and see them or, or walk down to my grandma's house. And little did I know that uh, the day that I wanted to do this was, it was really bitter cold. Like, you know, days, winter days that are so cold like when the wind whips it, it like hits your you feel it in your heart like it hits your core those were the worst and those are still the worst they still happen like a couple times a year but in my attempt to go walk down to my grandparents house 
I kept getting hit by that wind and I remember I got to like the corner where there was a fence where the, the fence, the, the cow pen fence met the road and I got there and then I turned around and I, 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 I cause like I, the wind hit me and you know, you can't breathe when the cold wind hits you. I, I got scared and I went back around and I went inside. For some reason I remember that. Maybe it was like my first near, near death experience because in my head it seemed very treacherous and very dangerous but also it may not have been, it might have just been a winter day. But the idea of thinking about a three or four or five year old Matthew Stein walking around outside trying to walk a tenth of a mile to his grandparents' house in bitter cold doesn't seem like the safest idea. I feel like I may have been uh, walking on thin ice literally there. Uh, that's one of my, I think that might be one of my youngest memories actually. That's kind of crazy that I remember that. Uh, what else about snow days? Oh, so as I got older with snow days, because like I said, when I was little, I loved them. Every kid loves them. They're great. You get off of school and school is the worst. But as I got older, I realized that snow days were kind of whack. Like it was just wasted time. And we, I didn't, when I was younger, I didn't realize we had built in days where we had like for snow days that to counteract the snow days that we would have. So like there'd be a random day in late March where you would have a school off because of a snow day plan. And as I got older, I realized having those days, those days off was so much better than having a snow day because when you have those days, those built in snow days off, typically it was like later. So it was warmer. And it like, so it'd be in May, March or April. So it'd be a spring day rather than it being in like January or February when it's disgustingly cold outside. Also, as I got older, I didn't really do as much on snow days. I just kind of chilled and, uh, played video games, which was cool, but also like could kind of do that anyways. And in high school, we still had practice on snow days, like basketball practice. And that always sucked because you think you have a day off, but then you go to sc- you still have to go into school and run, and it, oh, dude, running, running in the winter, it's different. It's so it's terrible. I've been talking about this for a long time, but anyways, in high school I didn't like snow days. I wanted to get rid of them just because they were no fun. Uh, it was just seemed like a waste of time in the warm days off so much was so much better and so much more relieving and luckily uh once i want to say like my junior year in high school we got a new superintendent and he didn't like snow days either and that was a godsend i was really happy with that i would much rather trudge into on trudge into school on a cold day than uh go to school on like may 22nd and be like damn we're, we weren't supposed to go to go to school today because this is a built-in snow day the built-in snow days just, they sucked. Or when you had to go to school on those, those days, they sucked. Also, I would like to mention that there's a chance this video will just cut out again because it seems like the first time when I was filming, it was like 10 minutes. And then the second time where it cut out, it was like 11 minutes. So there's a chance here in a few minutes that it'll just cut out. And if that happens, I apologize. Uh, not much I can really do about it. I'm just trying to work with it, trying to make it work, do my best, I do the best I can. But... That's what I got right now. Okay, move on to the next topic, NBA Finals. So, for those of you that don't know, if you're not sports fans, the NBA Finals are currently going on. We are currently, let me let me Google it. I want to say we're, we're definitely awaiting Game 3 of the Finals. And the it's in the NBA Finals, it is the Miami Heat 
which I would say is probably my team. One second, give me a quick sec. I'm just I'm, I'm just over here. You can still hear me. I got a Dwayne Wade jersey. Uh, big fan. Oh, I also have that basketball behind me. I didn't even realize that. Shout out Dwayne Wade. Big ups. Went to Marquette, my dad's alma mater. Shout out that guy. But his team, or yeah, his team, the Miami Heat versus the Los Angeles Lakers, led by LeBron James. And it's not looking good for the Miami Heat. They're currently down two games to nil. The Miami Heat, or the, Lebr the, the LeBron James. The Los Angeles LeBrons. That's not a bad name. It's kind of their team, honestly. But they're down 2-0. The Lakers in the first game beat them by... What's they beat him up? Beat him one sixteen to ninety eight. Can anybody do that math? That is uh eighteen points. Thank you very much. Whoever did that math, appreciate it. Appreciate it. And then in game two, the Lakers beat the Heat by two two points, ten points, one twenty four to one fourteen. And in game one, the Heat had three injuries to three of their key players. Goran Dragic, who's a point guard, scoring point guard, really a defensive liability, but a scoring point guard really can facilitate and control the offense. Sort of a floor a floor general. Uh, Jimmy Butler, their main star, the, the, the leader of the crew, he also got hurt, but he actually, I think both of them ended up playing in game two. Jimmy Butler definitely played in game two, so it, it kind of worked out. And then their second best player next to Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. And he is kind of their... Uh, I want to say Swiss Army Knife, but defensive anchor for sure. And in game two, the Lakers really took advantage of him not being there because he, what was his injury? Bam, Bam Adebayo injury. Bam Adebayo, I can't type. Bam Adebayo injury. And he's ruled out for game three. Oh dear. Okay. And apparently Dragic, the three guys, Dragic, the point guard, he also didn't play in game two. And both Dragic and Bam, this got released an hour ago. Both Dragic and Bam are ruled out for game three of the finals. So I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that it is over. All right, so again, I'm currently editing this and the Heat actually ended up winning game three. Uh, so I kind of make myself look like a jackass here. Also, I don't know if you like the beanie, trying it. Uh, so yeah, they won the game three, even without Bam and Goran Dragic. I don't know what I'm talking about here. Just ignore me. <laughs> Game over, game set match, series set match, it's done. The Heat, I think, are... The, the, the Heat has been... The Heat is no longer. The Heat is no more. It's, it's getting pretty cold out there in Orlando. The Heat is gone. I think that's the case. I think the Lakers are taking over. LeBron, Kobe died this year, so it's kind of been their year because Kobe is perhaps the player that's the most synonymous with the Lakers. So I think ever since Kobe died, it's kind of just been like the series. The season has been different for the Lakers, and honestly, since then, I don't really know if any other teams really had a chance. Like the Lakers really got their shit together this year, so it's kind of it's kind of over with. Do I want to go through stats? Not really. Let's see if there's any crazy outliers. Jimmy Butler tried to keep it together. Kelly Olynyk had 24 points in Game Two. All right. Just a tall, goofy guy from Gonzaga. I've always hated Kelly Olenek. Not for any good reason, other than just he's a tall, goofy guy from Gonzaga, and I hate a lot of players from Gonzaga because Gonzaga are in... Oh, what conference are they in? Gon Gonzaga Conference. Um, oh, they're in the, the West Coast Conference? 
Who? What? Basically, in the West Coast Conference, it's Gonzaga and everybody else. Gonzaga is the best team in their conference by far. So in the during the regular season, they'll like maybe lose a game earlier in the season when they have like preseason tournaments and all this stuff. But they'll end up going like thirty-two and two, and have an amazing record and be ranked really highly. But in reality, they're like I always think they're overrated just because of their ranking, and they're never really that good. So any product that any player that comes out of Gonzaga, I just attribute that same discredit to them because, like, I just don't think they deserve it. I don't know why I'm so anti-Gonzaga. I really don't. I don't understand it, but <laughs> I am. So good for Kenny Kelly Olynyk for putting up 25 points in Game Two of the NBA Finals. But when LeBron James puts up 33, nine and nine in Game Two of the NBA Finals, it's kind of hard to beat that, especially when AD puts up 32 and 14. 32 points and 14 rebounds. You're not really going to be any team that has two players with that kind of production. Especially when Rajon Rondo, I don't know if everybody knows who that is, 16, he had 16 points and 10 assists. That When you have two highly efficient, highly productive superstars and a point guard that can also ditch out 16 points and 10 assists, that's kind of game over. That that is has historically always been a an equation for success, and yet again that proves true as they won by ten points in game two. And when is game three? Let's see. Uh, game three is probably like tomorrow, sixth. Okay, game three is Tuesday, so in two days, actually the day this is going up. So game three is today. Uh, it's a it's a it's over. It's over. Oh, wait, no. That's game four. Oh, okay. I was wrong. Sorry. Game three is today. <laughs> game three is tonight. Game four is Tuesday. But since this is going up on Tuesday, game four is today. That's really confusing. <laughs> uh, but so this game actually is in 50 minutes. So we're going to see the Heat lose in 50 minutes unless they somehow pull it out the bag, which I would be very amazed. It would be perhaps the greatest comeback of finals history. And I had in my notes, I typed the, my notes after game one of the finals or uh, between game one and game two. And I had saying the heat, like the heat are done for me putting that out in the universe makes me think that there's a chance that they'll come back because they're underdogs. And that's just kind of like they're the grit and grind kind of game. But after seeing game two and Bam still being out in, in game three, I'm hard-pressed to believe they're going to win. I don't know. They don't really have anybody that can even guard Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is perhaps the best player in the world right now. There's no... They just don't have anybody... Anthony Davis is ridiculous. Just a freak of nature is the best word. Uh, so, I think it's over. It's done for. And I, this, this has been known for a long time. A lot of people have probably been saying this for a while, but... Me, Matthew Stein, NBA insider Matthew Stein, the person whose opinion really matters, and perhaps the only opinion that matters in the whole entire world, if we're being totally honest. I know everything about the NBA more than uh, LeBron James, more than whoever. I'm an NBA professional. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that makes me laugh so much. Uh, <laughs> probably because it's just so ridiculous. But it's over. You can you can you can end this the 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 season now. It's I think it's it's done. Sorry, Jimmy Butler. 
You made a good effort. You had a historic run to the NBA Finals, but I think you're SOL. I think it's time. It's time we wrap it up, buddy. Maybe you'll get him next year. Probably not because unless your supporting cast just goes off, which is possible, but I'd be hard-pressed to believe that. We'll see. I think the bubble... The NBA bubble, the Orlando bubble, 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 I think that really helped out the Miami Heat because of the way they play. They're very much team oriented, which I, I mean, obviously, you know, you need for all basketball teams, but the energy that their team has, the intensity that they play with, the hustle they play with, that very much can win uh, any game in a neutral environment. Because you can get the momentum on your side, and the momentum without the the crowd impact can really that can be a landslide. If anybody's played AAU basketball or basketball at all, you can you know that that once a team in a, a neutral environment gets on a run, it's kind of over because the the opposing team doesn't have the fan base to back them up to like reassure them that it's gonna like they can do this. So it's very easy to just like let it go once a team gets ahead, which I think is how the Heat have won so many games in the in the playoffs. But at the same time, I also think that's what allows, perhaps, is going to allow the Lakers to just run away with the NBA Finals and end the series season this year, uh, because they're just too good. They're just too good. I should have set up my projections for next year. That would be a good thing to talk about. That would be kind of fun. But at the moment, I really don't have any. And also, it's kind of hard to talk about next season when this season's currently going on. And also, you still have the whole offseason with any trades or signings that can happen. So really, a lot of things could change between now and then. But right now, if I were to guess who's going to win the NBA Finals next year, I'm thinking the Clippers are going to come back with vengeance. Because Kawhi, there's no way Kawhi's happy with going out to the goddamn Nuggets in the second round of the playoffs. No way that's okay. Uh, so I bet they'll come back strong. Uh, unless their chemistry can fail them. That's very possible. Paul George. I don't know, dude. He. It seems like people aren't buying into Paul George. Uh, at the Clippers, which kind of makes sense because he was very inconsistent. But, yeah. That's the season. That's the NBA Finals. That's my opinion. My, like I said, NBA insider Matthew Stein. That's my professional opinion. Uh, what else we want to talk about? You want to, want to talk about politics? Do we want to talk about politics? I'm really not sure. I kind of just want to talk about Trump getting coronavirus because <laughs> it's hilarious to me. Okay, so 2020 has been an insane year. Perhaps unreal year. I just don't... It's incredible. I started the year off with wildfires in... Australia, I believe. The super wildfires that burnt all kinds of crazy stuff out there. Kobe's death. Then, everybody remembers, mid-March. Coronavirus shut the game down. Coronavirus came out there, came out like Eminem at the end of 8 Mile, bro. Just tor- torching everybody. Remember all those problems you thought you had in early March? Yeah, forget about it. We're living in a global pandemic. Forget all those problems you thought you had. You have a whole new problem that nobody in their life ever thought they would have to deal with because the last pandemic had like happened like over a hundred years ago. So very few people are in, on planet Earth right now. We're alive then. We're living in a global pandemic, bro. 
I can't believe it. I probably, I feel like I talk about it too much whenever I'm with my friends just because, like, it's a tired subject. But at the same time, like, we're living in a global pandemic. That's so unreal to me. It's so ridiculous. And for the longest time, Donald Trump has been acting like the global pandemic is not a thing. It, it doesn't exist. Or at the very least, he's been downplaying it, which, you know... When you are the leader of the free world, commander-in-chief of the United States of America, you typically, in that role, you're typically supposed to be very honest, but also strong. So I get that. But you're supposed to be very honest and uh, let the people know how it is. So when you're in the midst of a global pandemic, Perhaps the best thing is not to downplay it and act like it's not as much of an issue as as it as it is actually, and uh, it paid off for him for a long time. He he was able to live with it, but unfortunately, well, I say unfortunately, I don't really mean that, but he got the coronavirus. They had the first presidential debate last Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday. Tuesday, some point earlier this week, I'm going to Google this yet again. When was the presidential debate? When was the presidential debate? The presidential debate. A couple days after the presidential debate. September 29th. When was September 29th? What day of the week? Sorry, I really, I want to know this. And I know this is killing the, killing the momentum, so I should stop doing this. But... Two or three days after the after the presidential debate, news broke at on Friday at 1 a.m. that the president of America, Donald J. Trump, had contracted coronavirus. Him and his wife. I actually heard first from my friend Jenna Hadley, who was the last get the guest on my last podcast. She FaceTimed me at 1 a.m. telling me that Donald Trump got coronavirus. Uh, craziness. It, it, the headline to me was similar to uh, when Kobe died. When I first hear, heard it, I did not believe it. I, w- I was thinking, eh, I bet it's just some tabloid making up some news, trying to get some clicks. I bet it's not real. But lo and behold, it's it's real. Donald Trump has coronavirus. And let's think about what kind of person Donald Trump is. He's 74 years old and he is based off his body mass index which is a calibration of your body versus your height and how much you weigh he is obese he is 74 years old and obese and allegedly has high blood pressure and low or high cholesterol i think high cholesterol is the bad one um so with all of those things combined you'd think it's not a very good health situation for donald trump but Apparently he's doing pretty well. I don't. I'm. I'm kind of surprised here. I. I don't know if there are some. There could be some sneaky things going on here, because I think if Donald Trump survives, that's kind of. My heart tells me that's a sign that there's a vaccine that exists somewhere in the world, but, because he just, he has the perfect example of a person who would die of coronavirus. All indicators of who Donald Trump is, it would be who dies of coronavirus. So I guess, assuming he survives, that could be really good political fuel for him. He could really turn this around and be like, see, 
I told you it was not a big deal. I'm Donald Trump. I'm an old man. I think that's my first time I've ever actually tried to uh, uh, do an impression of Donald Trump. But uh, this is fake news. The pandemic is not real. Coronavirus is fake. Joe Biden, stinky old man, sleepy Joe Biden. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> that's kind of fun. Uh, Donald Trump, man. What the what what world do we live in? Where are we? I don't know if we're on, we're on Earth anymore. Where are we? What what I just that I've been asking myself a lot that recently. Myself a lot that recently. That a lot recently. I remember when I was watching the debate, I was asking myself that the whole time, just because if everything we see is so sensationalized, built up, made up, maybe. It just doesn't even seem like we're living in, like we're living in La La Land or something. I really, I, I don't know, man. I don't have any answers anymore. I don't know if anybody has any answers anymore. But it's, it's crazy times. Un, unprecedented is easily the best word. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I think the fact that I'm a college student, a young adult that's going into the workforce in a couple years. I think that makes me being alive in this time all the more poignant and even a bigger deal. I also could be greedy by saying that. I really don't know, but I think it does have an impact because I'm going to be in the group of people that walk into a world where it's sort of an economic wasteland. Maybe that's a stretch, but I will be going into the workforce where the impacts of this global pandemic will still very much be there. And so very be, be very prevalent in what is going on in the real world and how my job is affected, how my pay is affected, how the job opportunities that I have are affected. Uh, it really, it's, it's something, man. It's something. I can't believe it. So, move topics. I'm kind of done talking about Donald Trump. I really don't care anymore. He did try and argue with the moderator, moderator at one point during the debate and I thought that was pretty funny because he kind of like just got really angry and didn't realize he kind of lost track of what was going on and started arguing with just anybody he could because I feel like he's got to feel like his back's against the wall I did like how uh in the video um that he the, the, the White House posted or his Twitter posted I really don't know but whoever posted about him I think yesterday or two days ago he was sitting, he was still in a suit, but he had, didn't have a tie on. He had his shirt unbuttoned and I think his, his sleeves unclipped or whatever. It did humanize him a little bit. This coronavirus has really humanized him. It, I don't know, it's really brought him down a notch. Because for the longest time, he has seemed to me like this, not larger than life, but unreal sort of character. He just seems like an idea rather than an actual person. And it's crazy to me that he's still, he actually is our president. It's still crazy to me. So seeing him, first off, um, right after he got coronavirus, they posted this video about him doing well, saying he's going to uh, the hospital, Warren Reed Hospital, something like that. The video that was posted then and the video that was posted yesterday, it's really humanized him, I think. It... I don't know. I think it's it honestly could be from the coughing, but it seemed like his voice was a little more hoarse. It seemed 
he just wasn't as much of a caricature. He was more of a person. And I hate to say it, but I kind of liked it. It was it, not saying I'm buying into what he's preaching, but it did really, it put things into perspective a little bit that he isn't, he's not just this crazy old man. He is at the same time also a person, which was, I'm surprised that I felt that way because I like, if Donald Trump died of coronavirus, hate to say it, I wouldn't be that upset. I would almost be, I don't want it to happen, but at the same time, I do want it to happen to say I was alive when the president died of a global pandemic or a global uh, virus, because that would be just a historical moment for sure, let alone him, him already contracting the virus, I think is a historical moment, but him dying of it would be even bigger. So seeing him really kind of downtrodden and dealing with the virus really... I've kind of liked, I th- for me personally, it's almost benefited his image in a weird way. It's really bizarre. Uh, I don't, it's a really odd feeling. I feel like it's like him opening up kind of in a way. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just how it's appeared to me. Because during the debate, he looked very orange. He was very orange. But since then, in the videos they posted, maybe they did some editing, maybe not, who knows. But... He's looked pretty human. It's bizarre. He looked. He used to. He was looking like this sign for a while, uh, but not anymore. Not anymore. We're, okay. I said I was gonna move on, and that was like five or six minutes ago. Now let's move on to. Uh oh. Okay. So, as you know, since you're listening to it right now, I have a podcast, the Procrastinated Podcast. Shout out. Love this podcast. Kind of. It's. I really do enjoy it. But it also at the same time, it stresses me out as anything, any entity that somebody runs is going to stress them out, I guess. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it makes sense to me. Uh, so I have this podcast and at my school, there is a podcast that is ran through the HRC, which is our like gym type area, health and recreation complex is what it's called. And... They have this campaign that they've had for a while. It's called the BUB Well campaign, I guess. It's really about the ideals that they embody and how the well, the HRC cares about uh, their health initiatives, all that kind of stuff. And the BUB Well entity itself has its own podcast. And recently, there became an, an opportunity arose to be the host of the podcast, and seeing as I have my own podcast, I then applied to be the podcast host. And I think it's a really good opportunity. I was thinking for a while that, or well, the the thought has hit my head every now and then about thinking that maybe I'm taking on too much. Uh, But also at the same time, I know that I have so much free time that I'm really not taking on too much. I could take on a little more and be okay. I'm just afraid of stress, as any person normally is, but uh, that's not a good enough reason, obviously. I still need to try it, at the very least, try. So I had my interview on Tuesday, and I think it went really well, because they asked me what I would want to do with the podcast, and I said I would like to get students involved. My friend Jenna Hadley, she said she they had a, ta- they had a, uh, a 
a talk, I guess, in her sorority about mental health. And she said she didn't like how it was talked about. So I mentioned I could bring her on and see how students want to talk about issues. I think that would be really good. And they later on, later on in the interview went to say that they would like to get students more involved with the podcast. So I kind of met them there. Uh, I also said I, I haven't really seen much representation of BU Be Well across campus. And they said uh, we would like to be more represented in, in students and have students talk about it more and hear it more. So uh, it seemed to me whenever they were suggesting something that I was kind of picking up the slack. So it, it seemed almost like a perfect marriage in a way. I'm already doing the podcast thing. I'm, I'm really trying it. I've been doing it for seven weeks now. or going to be seven weeks now. So I have a, a minimal experience under my belt. And somebody with minimal experience is better than somebody with no experience. So uh, there will be a co-host. Okay, I can't assume I'm going to get the job. If I do get the job, I will have a co-host. And I'm not sure how that's going to go. Uh, I have no idea who it would be. Considering I haven't even got the gig yet. But I really hope it's somebody cool that I can vibe with. Because obviously if you get two people that have chemistry on camera, then it's going to be... The conversation is going to be more engaging and better. Hence why Jenna was my first guest last week. So I'm kind of eager to, they said they'll get back to me um, later next week, which is actually this week. So uh, I should have a response here in a couple days. We'll find out. But I, I'm kind of excited for it because it's going to be more practice I can add to my resume, which is good. Also, I'm going to be doing podcasts, media production in a different kind of system, which I also think is good because obviously with my podcast, I'm just doing it however the hell I want to just freestyling going absolute bonkers just doing <laughs> bonkers <laughs> going absolute bonkers doing whatever the hell i want to uh talking about anything i want to doing like i just have no i have no direction other than what whatever i want the other than matthew stein's direction so if i am i end up doing this podcast with them i will have to sort of play by the rules and i think that could be I think that could be a good thing. I think it could it could diversify my skills, make me get better at things. All right, would you believe it? Guess what just happened? My phone crashed again. I actually ran out of storage this time. It didn't really crash, but my phone still stopped recording. Don't you love it? Because I do. It happens every week. I love it so much. Yay! <laughs> like a horse. <laughs> Okay, what was I talking about? The podcast, the podcast, BUB Well podcast. I think it would be a good opportunity for me to get in another system, uh, just get some different practice. You know, just a different a different way of doing things. I think that would be good for me to learn. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Trump getting coronavirus. Already talked about that. The podcast, the presidential debate. Talked a little bit about that. Enough, enough of it. I talked about it enough. Uh, there's an internship for the summer. Uh in i think south dakota north dakota one of the, one of the dakotas uh for a wooden bat league like an amateur baseball league where i could be the marketing intern or something like that and i think that would be pretty fun it sounds like it sounds like it'd be fun just because it's a sport it's involved sports and it involves a, like a small little league and i think that would just be like a unique experience uh it could be fun to, to talk about discover learn 
and it's also it's called the Saber Dogs, like that's the team name or something. So I'm thinking they may have some cool merch. That's what I'm hoping for because, like a lot of little league teams or literally minor league teams or whatever other teams like amateur teams have really cool names and really cool logos just because they have to come up with something unique that's not the professional team's name. So I'm thinking there could be a, a good opportunity there for some cool uh, merchandise. Cross your fingers. I still need to apply for it. But it's a cool opportunity nonetheless. Also, there's a an internship for the Junior Golf Association, I believe. And it said that I'll get to travel for free. Um, I don't know if housing paid for. I know housing is paid for on the other one. But I'll get to travel free across the country. Uh, organize these golf events, meet with people, talk with cool people. Uh, it just sounds like a really fun experience. Being able to travel and cover golf would be amazing. That'd be literally ideal. That would be perhaps the best thing that I could do for myself personally and professionally. That would be a beautiful. There's this guy. He creates YouTube videos. Switching topics slightly. There's this guy. creates YouTube videos. Name's Eric Anders Lang. And he covers golf and like unique things in golf uh golf courses just plays golf with professional golfers and i look up to him very much he has a very cool life i'm very dare i say jealous of where he's at and what he does i really wish i could do that and be where he's at and uh maybe i can maybe i will one day because i like to think i'm unique and i'm trying to blaze my own path the whole entire way and that it seems like uh, what he's uh, similar to what he's done not saying I'm going to follow the exact steps because I know I'm always going to be on my own path. My path is different than everybody else's. I'm aware of that. But at the same time, if I could end up in a similar destination where I'm making my own content, I'm, I have my own brand, I'm doing my own thing that's different, that doesn't go with the status quo, I think that's ideal. That's really where I want to be at in life. That's where I, where I want to... That's just where I want to be at, honestly, dude. That's just what I want. Because for the longest time, I have always tried to be different. Just because being the same is no fun. Who wants to be like other people? Like, no, thanks, I'm good. I want to be Matthew Stein. I want to be Matthew Brand Stein and Matthew Brand Stein only. And I don't want to be anybody else. Never want to be anybody else. Uh, and I always hope that Matthew B. Stein is doing his own thing. Because I think as soon as you stop trying to do your own thing, you then can start to sacrifice parts of yourself. And maybe that's too deep. Maybe it's not. I don't really think it is because I think it's true. I think after a point you start to lose your identity a little bit. If you start to sacrifice what you want and what you what your vision is. Also at the same time I'm saying that. But I know that I'm going to have to at some point. Well I say this and I don't want it to be true. But I know eventually whether my first job or whatever. I'm going to ha have to sacrifice some of my vision. Because that's the system but at the same time with where I want to be in my life and how I want to do my own thing I can either not change the system because the corporate system has been in place for so long and it's been that way and it's going to continue to be that way just because change can cause problems or unforeseen issues I guess is a better better example or better way to say it but hopefully I can leave the system and create the Matthew Stein system, which is my own vision, my own creative path, my own creative motivation. 
my own creative identity. I, that's what I'm really hoping for in this world. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to do my own thing and live my own life and be in my own world in a sense. And if I could be able to create content with my brother, that would be really amazing um, because we're brothers. So we have great chemistry already, obviously, but we also work well together, kind of. <laughs> um, but we have same, same values, similar sense of humor. We're both very funny together. We work well together. Uh, so I think that would be really fun. That's what that, that would be the end all be all for me, honestly. Which kind of brings me up to another topic about what kind of content I want to create other than this podcast. Because this podcast is cool and all, but like I want to do different things just because I want to spice it up. It, it seems to me that this podcast after a while gets redundant. Which is kind of the point of podcast is just a, an hour recording every week. I get it. That's how it works. But also at the same time, I want to spice it up. I want to, I want to create my own ideas. Again, create a vision. I want to be able to do my own thing. So, on that topic... I have this video, my brother and I, we tried to do this podcast thing a long time ago during quarantine, but we never got around to it. We did a, we did film one episode, well, two episodes, but we did film one episode and it was really, it was a big mess, but uh, I have the footage edited, or at least like half edited, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to nail it down, I'm trying to edit it down even more, turn it into like a 10 to 15 minute video is what I'm shooting for. And hopefully I'll uploaded it. Uh, uploaded it. Hopefully I'll upload it here in a week or so. I say that, but it's not going to be. But soon, I would really like to get that uploaded. Also, my sister sent me a package of clothes. Showed me this like bundle of clothes on the internet. And uh, I opened that box, and I recorded it. Actually, I recorded me opening it and my reaction to the clothes first time. So I'm thinking I could edit that and also with the clothes that were in the bundle throw some fits together try and make it real freaky freaky fresh you know spice it up put a little drip in that episode i think that could actually be a pretty nice video uh is it, it shows my it shows one of my passions fashion and when i say one of my passions is fashion bars uh i don't i feel like that's perhaps a little overzealous because i do care about pa- fashion and i like it but also at the same time, like I'm not that crazy into it. I just enjoy it. And whatever, it's still one of my passions, sure, whatever. So I think that would be a good a good video. I, I'm I'm that's in the works. It's coming. Much like my brother, the episode my brother and I filmed. It's half edited, but it's in the works. So look out for those on my channel. Because coming soon. No release date yet, but coming soon. Soon. Hope for it. And that kind of leads me to what I want to do next for content, for the podcast, for everything. And I kind of talk about this every week. It's kind of like the weekly update of the podcast, which maybe would be a good segment because I'm trying to think of like, I think for this to continue going on, I should get more structure to the episodes. So like I have different segments and perhaps a weekly update would be a good thing because I always come up with a different, at least like one or two different ideas about what I want to do. Uh, whether I actually do them or not is a different question, but I always come up with ideas about what I think I want to do. So I think, oh, where was I going with that? Oh, I think thrift videos in the, oh, I haven't talked about this whole episode. So this week or today, actually, I officially posted, uh, 
I started my resale business. I say I started my resale business, but that just means I posted a bunch of pictures of clothes on Instagram with price tags on them. Uh, I started it though. I've, I've done square one, still a lot of work to go, but I've started it. And with that, I was hoping I could create, uh, maybe do like some thrifting videos where I go to Goodwills and I film it and I record my day. Uh, see the good finds I see, the, the goofy pieces of clothing, uh, whatever else I may stumble upon. I think that could be pretty entertaining. And also it could kind of merge um, my just my different interests and the different things I have going on. I think it kind of be like a, maybe a perfect marriage a little bit in a way. I also would like to start creating different videos. Like I've had this idea for a couple of weeks now about, cause I want to play golf. I have my golf clubs with me, but I don't really have the money to spend on golf, unfortunately. So I would like to create a video playing golf around campus with foam golf balls and with some of my friends that play golf. I think that would be pretty fun. If it's not, an, the video didn't, it doesn't end up entertaining. It would still be very fun to shoot. So uh, I think that would be a good idea. That's something I've been, that's been in the works kind of. Uh, and again, this is what I want to create next. That leads me to my next question about what, who I should have on my podcast next. Cause I had Jenna Hadley, my best friend, Jenna Hadley on the podcast last week. Uh, and I want to have more guests on just because I think that was pretty nice. It was a pretty fun episode. So who should I have on next? Should I have on special guest Sophie McGill? I've been thinking about Connor Garvey. He's one of my good friends at school. Ryan Gurnady, also one of my good friends. Or if there's other people that you guys would be interested in, whoever's watching this, if there's people that you'd be interested in, like my professors would be fun. That will take a little more plan, a little bit more planning, and it seems it's kind of daunting to me. But that's also probably the direction I need to go because it is daunting to me. That means it's probably the right thing to do. Uh, so if there's anybody, you, any kind of things you guys want to see me talk about, uh, any people you want me to see me interview, feel free to let me know. I'll be glad to do it, or at least look into it and try and plan it out. I'm really trying to grow this thing and get new ideas, uh, talk to interesting people with this podcast. That would be a lot of fun. I'm really trying to spice it up. I want to create new things. I want to, I want to build. I want to grow. I want to learn more. I want to edit more. I want to create more content because I think by doing those things, I not only help myself, I enjoy it, but I help myself professionally. I help myself grow. I help myself learn. I help myself build skills. I help myself show that I can actually do these things. Uh, it's it across the board. It seems to be a good thing. All of these things that I'm thinking in my head and I've talked about for the last five or so minutes. I really want to do it. I want to move on. I want to. I want to go for it. I want to. I want to have fun. I want to create my own vision. I want to do my own thing. I want to be Matthew Stein. I want to do what Matthew Stein wants to do, and I think I can. And I hope I. I hope I can keep it up. Uh, other than that, I don't really know if I have much else. To cover this episode. I don't know how long it's been because the video has been split up into a, a couple different segments, but I think it's pretty good. I want to finish with this at, with this article. Uh, I should probably be recording my screen. Let me get that organized real quick. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode though. Uh, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with this. I thought about having another guest on this week, but I also wanted to have it just be me talking and just have my own solo episode just because I haven't had it in a while or not in a while, two weeks, but I just wanted to come back to me since I had a guest on last episode. And again, if anybody, you guys have any guests that you want 
to see on here on the podcast, let me know. Okay, so we'll, we'll finish with this. Maybe on a funny note, we'll see. A Malaysian man's missing phone turns up loaded with monkey selfies. This guy, he lost his phone. He thought it, he thought his phone actually went was like went missing. He thought it was maybe stolen, but he actually found it later, the day later, in his backyard. And it turns out that a monkey stole it and was monkeying around with it and taking selfies and recording himself. <laughs> this is really funny. I don't know. This probably isn't that entertaining. It's just funny to me, and I wanted to talk about it, bring it up. And also, I love the idea that they just have monkeys just running around. Or the idea. I love that just in foreign countries that are just, they're just monkeys running around. It'd be like if a squirrel stole my phone and was taking videos with it. That's just something that doesn't happen. I, I can't even imagine what it would be like if I was just walking around and came across a baboon. Uh, I don't know. Funny little uh, tidbit, I guess. I hope that probably wasn't that entertaining or interesting or whatever, but I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. I think that's kind of it, though. I don't know what else I have to talk about. Uh, I, I, Yeah, that's all I got. I guess I'm going to end the episode here. As per usual, I hope you enjoyed episode 7 of the Procrastinating Podcast. If you have enjoyed, leave a like, share it, comment. Do all of the good stuff. And if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you subscribe. And turn on notifications. I feel like I sound like a real YouTuber when I say that. But beyond that... Uh, I have been Matthew Stein, your wonderful host, Matthew Stein. And as per usual, you've been fantastic. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Like I said, new episodes every week. This is episode seven. Episode seven now in the books. I'll see you next week. Have a great week. Keep a smile on your face. Keep your chin up. It'll get better if it's not good. And if it's not good, keep trying to make it better. All right. Matthew Stein, peace out. See you next week. Have a great life. I'll see you soon. No goodbyes. See you soon. Always see you soon. See ya.